Here's what the analysts at Barclays Capital have to say. Italy, they write, is now mathematically beyond the point of no return. So, comments? From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Marketplace is supported by Allianz, managing more than $2 trillion in assets and providing investment solutions through its affiliated companies in the U.S., AllianzUSA.com. And by Reputation.com, protecting online privacy by removing your personal data from the Internet and stopping unwanted email, Reputation.com. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. Good to have you here on this Wednesday, everybody. It's the 9th of November today. And the nightmare scenario that we're hearing from a lot of experts this week goes a little something like this. If you thought a Greek default was scary, they say, it's nothing compared to what happens if Italy goes under. Except, as sometimes happens, the experts aren't right because Italy's not Greece. Here's our senior business correspondent, Bob Moon. At first glance, the dire comparisons seem plausible. At Brown Brothers Harriman, analyst Mark Chandler understands why the surge in Italian borrowing rates to 7% is setting the world on edge. That was what seemed to be the trigger for the other peripheral countries like Greece to go hat in hand to international agencies to get money. But Chandler says Italy has the means to make good on its debt. At New York University, finance professor Ed Altman says at least Italy can back its obligations with real assets fashion, technology, energy, and a very wealthy private and corporate sector, which Greece does not have. And there's no chance for our country to survive over the long run without some sort of competitive advantages. In fact, analyst Mark Chandler figures that even were Italy forced to pay 7% interest on all its debt, it could manage the additional cost. 140 billion euros seems like a lot of money, and it is a lot of money, but... Italy anticipates collecting 500 billion euros in taxes next year. Investors are worried, though, that the Italian government lacks the commitment to reforms needed to keep that money flowing. And the Brookings Institution's Domenico Lombardi points out a meltdown of Europe's third largest economy could set off shockwaves many times greater than Greece. Whatever happens to Italy will have a truly systemic impact throughout the global financial system. But in Rome, John Cabot University President Franco Pavoncello says don't count Italy out. He suggests there's a more apt comparison than Greece. Whenever you push Italians to the wall, they become uh, German. They become very tough. I'm Bob Moon for Marketplace. You can't talk Italy without talking bonds. And as Bob said, investors demanded rates above 7% to buy Italian debt today. And yes, I know, as soon as we start talking yields and maturities, your eyes start glazing over. And I get that. But it behooves us to pay attention, as our New York bureau chief Heidi Moore explains. Who picks the leader of Italy? The voters elected Prime Minister Silvio Berlusconi. The bond markets want someone new. They don't have confidence that he'll cut back on spending. So who really runs the show? Here's a hint. Berlusconi is on his way out. When you run up a lot of debt, you're beholden to the people who loan you the money. That's why bond investors are so vigilant. They want to see clear path towards getting repaid. That's Kathy Jones, a fixed income strategist with Charles Schwab. A lot of people don't think about the bond market, even though it's twice the size of the stock market. You may picture bond investors as a bunch of guys in suits yelling at computer screens. But they're more like old-school gumshoe detectives, beetle-browed, suspicious, always on the lookout for a deadbeat. Bond investors are skeptical. They see the glass half empty, not half full. 
When bond investors exercise their power over governments, like they did today with Italy, they're called bond vigilantes. Here's Gila Ba, a fixed income strategist with Janie Montgomery Scott. Bond vigilante is basically an individual or a group of investors who try to force policy actions by selling their holdings of bonds. But just like detectives, they look at the facts. They don't act because of preferences or grudges. Kenneth Orchard, a senior credit analyst with T. Rowe Price, explains their motivation. They're not going to invest in a particular country because it is in the best interest of Europe or Italy, because that is not their primary duty. The primary duty is to the clients. The good news for Italy is that it's in better financial shape than Greece. But until it gets a leader the market trusts, it will have to keep paying higher interest rates. In New York, I'm Heidi Moore for Marketplace. We wanted to get some real voices from Italy in the show today, so we sent Stephen Beard out on the streets of Rome for us to get some sound. We figured, though, that regular voiceovers wouldn't be any fun, so we got our resident polyglot and our foreign editor, John Buckley, in the studio to translate for us. John, here you go. Here's the first piece of tape.